There is nothing, absolutely nothing, like being able to serve yourself food when you need it. And that's what On Demand is about. You get to sit down at the Word of God when you can, when you're off work, when you have free time, and allow God to speak to you. So you're here with me today to have an On Demand journey. So join me today for a message that will unlock truth in your life and give you peace and blessing, I pray in Jesus' name. Enjoy today's message. Repeat the topic with me today, please say, Why some dreams will never come true. Now, it, it can almost be offensive to tell somebody, you're dreaming. That's never going to happen. It's, it's hard sometimes emotionally to, cons to consider the possibility that maybe you are in a place where you will never, ever have certain opportunities. It's hard to say that to a friend. It's hard to come to the conclusion that this person in my life or a friend or whoever is never going to have what they want because they refuse to do A, B, and C. You're just never going to ever have certain opportunities if you're always late. I think you limit your opportunities if you watch too much television. That's my personal view. I think that you are several books away from where God wants you to be. I just think I, I am scared to not read. I am scared. I'm scared. Honest to God, that's the truth. I'm afraid of my ignorance. I'm afraid of what I won't know. I'm watching church change. I'm watching it change, I mean, right in front of my eyes. That's why the book I'm, I recommended to you last week on canoeing is um, by a guy named, I think, um, I forgot his name now, but looking last week's notes, but it's amazing how a lot of people struggle trying to, um, you know, I hate doing that because I know y'all are. Y'all say, well, you're going to say last week's notes. What kind of answer is that? That's terrible. You don't know what the name of the book is? No, because I do a lot of books. It's called Canoeing the Mountains. Can you say that with me, please? Say canoeing the mountains. There you go. So you people make me work because you look at me like, I don't like his answer. What kind of answer was that? The pastor said, okay, his name is Todd Balsinger. Say Todd Balsinger. He's on my book of the month. If you go to rickytemple.com, you can see it. It's my book of the season. Uh, and basically what he talks about is that what's behind you is different than what's in front of you and that you have to canoe your way forward. You have to decide that you want a different life. You have to decide in your life that you want something totally different or you're going to end up in a place you don't want to be. There, there, there are things that will not ha you will never, ever get any, everybody back in the building at one time anymore unless you have special events. And even then, it will be different. It, it's just different. And that's a problem for some people. Christians don't like mystery. They don't like to not know the answer to a question. They want to pretend they know, so they fake it. There's a lot that concerns me these days, a lot that I look around and I say, wow, I better pay attention to this. Whenever you take in $3.6 trillion in income as a country and you spend 4.7, you better watch out. You don't get that? Okay, you make $30. No, no, make it fun. You make $40,000, but you spend fifty-one. And you do that every year. That's what we're doing. That's why I'm concerned about debt for us as a church. That's why I'm taking us this way, not that way. That's why everything that we're planning, I'm, I'm looking at differently now because I understand. I missed it in 07, don't want to miss it again. Missed it in 08, wasn't quite clear, but I'm paying attention now because I understand that there's a time in your life when you have to understand the world's changing. Can you say with me, please? Come on. Your life is changing. Your family's changing. Your body's changing. 
There was a time you would just get up and just, boom, now you got to talk to your body. Send an email. I'm getting up <laughs> in about 10 minutes. <laughs> 10 minutes. 10 minutes. Come on, leg. Let's work. I saw a brother out there, and he's out in the parking lot. Bless his heart. He's sprinting. I said, man, how old you? He said, 49. I said, you go on. He said, he said, Marine. I said, you know what? You know what starts to happen if you're not careful. So I'm looking at our life, and I'm looking at our future, and I'm saying to myself, do I want to be a frustrated dreamer, or do I want to be a person who, who embraces his dreams? In this series that we're going to be in in the coming year, the goal is to show you how to dream again. How? How do you make it happen? And today's sermon is painful because I'm going to show you three reasons why people will never reach their dreams, three simple reasons. Uh, there is a review, if you want to note it. There are three things I've talked about so far. I'll repeat them with you, please. Say, managing your dreams. Managing Defining your dreams. Adapting to a bigger dream. Each of those sermons are pretty simple. Bottom line in, in managing your dreams is be careful how you handle it. Moses didn't do a good job. Got mad, lost his temper, his attitude got him in trouble. You can have a great dream, but your attitude will stop you. Your approach to people, relationships can stop you from getting there. Cole. Number two, we talked about defining your dream. You must learn how to clearly define your dreams and make sure you're not retreating. Am I going this way or that way? That was the question for me. After, 39, after 38 years of pastoring, that is an important question. Are you out of gas, Temple? Are you done? Are you finished? Do you care how you look, how you act? Do you care about this church? Do you do, what's the next best step for us? Define it, sir. Be specific. We're going this way or that way? We talked about that. Then I'll, we'll talk more about it in the coming months. And then last, it was last adapting to a bigger dream. Talked about Mary and how she had to wake up one morning and realize, wow, the dream is different. Now I am not just marrying Joseph. I am the mother of, of, of God, God becoming flesh, Jesus. Wow, the God-man, amazing. And now I'm going to be labeled as a fornicator all my life when I'm not. I was a virgin when I had this baby, but no one believes it. Adapting to a bigger dream so that you can come to know Christ, so that someone would be born in the world who could lead you to salvation and forgiveness. This was a big deal, bigger than her dream could ever be. And I talked to you about my dream. I'm living a dream bigger than I ever, ever had in my life. And there's something about adapting to that bigger dream. Now I want to take you on a journey to the fourth and final part of this month's series where I talk about facing the three things that can hinder your dreams. There are three things. Matthew chapter 13 is where we're going to go. And I, I thought I'd just make it simple for you. And what I'm going to do is, 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 is this is a text in Matthew 13 where Jesus gives a parable. And then he explains it. So you'll see me read the parable, right? Then you see explanation. And so in your notes, that's basically how it's laid out. And it's really cool. Because Jesus had this way of saying things, but then explaining things. Because he didn't want people confused. He wanted it to be simple. So here's what Matthew chapter 13, verse 3 says. Then he spoke to, to many things. He spoke many things to them in the parable, saying, Behold, a sower or a farmer went out to sow. And as he sowed, some seed that he planted in the ground fell by the wayside are on the road as he threw the seed out. And the birds came and devoured them. Look at the preacher for a second, place. The farmer goes out, he stole seed, right? And as he's throwing the seed, some of the seed falls on the road. It doesn't fall exactly where he wanted it to. And so now listen to the explanation in Matthew chapter 13, verse 18, okay? Here he, now he explains what he meant by that. Therefore, hear the parable of the sower. When anyone, read this with me, please, come on. Hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it. And does what? Not understand it. Then the wicked one comes and snatches away what was sown in his heart. This is he who received the seed by the wayside. 
So, so the wayside guy in the story is the person who hears but doesn't understand. And what scares me is when you go to church a lot of times, you don't know what he's saying. And so here's the first thing that can cause you to not reach your dream. Say with me, please. Say the lack of understanding. If you don't understand, you're in danger. If you don't understand how to be married, how to, how to work, how to save money, how to manage your attitude, how to manage, my, how to manage your life, how to do this. I watch a lot of guys struggle with preaching, and it is enough to make you struggle. Getting in front of people is a trip. It's amazing. Every day, all the time. It can be emotional. How do you do this and not lose yourself? How do you, how do you manage advantage? How do you manage titles? How do you manage public speaking? If you don't understand, it drowns you. How do you manage being a mother? Children, bills, grass. Oh, my God, excuse me for yelling. <laughs> you ever look at it, you know, you ever look at your grass and go, you, 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 you can't be dying because you cost a lot of money. I need you to live. <laughs> you want to go out there and pump it or something. Hey, live. Because if you die, I have to buy those pallets or those seeds. And then you, you ever, I did this. You ever buy the seeds, put them out there, and then the birds come to eat them? I just want to run and say, I am going to shoot all of you birds. If you don't get out of my yard, I put all the seed out. And they're out there going, hey, thank you. We appreciate some lunch. I mean, like, man. There's something, there's something about understanding how to manage all that. And there are techniques. You know, for example, when I... When I I pace myself when I do this. I'll come out to one full service, right? And I sit through the worship, but one, and I'll sit in the back because that's me managing myself. Because, you, you know, sometimes you just get tired. And so I realize, I tell myself, Temple, don't worry about everybody else. What are you doing today? Good. Be yourself. Thank you, sir. And then you have to remember, if you come out here before and greet everybody, then you preach, and then you, and you greet at the church, and then you go to do another service, and you do another service, and you do another service. Before you know it, you're crazy by 4 o'clock. You go home, you're grumpy, you're mean. But if you pace yourself, everybody say, pace yourself. Pace yourself. You say, oh, that's cool, pace yourself. And then some days I, I do things, like, for example, I used to have to dress all the way up. Now nah, I just put on some Levi's if I wanted to sometime. And put on some tennis shoes if I feel like it so I won't be crazy. <laughs> Come on, say amen. amen. Come on, say 38 years. 38 years. We'll teach you. We'll teach you. Yeah, we'll teach you. You want to be 39? You better hold on. <laughs> 40, you trying to go to 41. Do I hear 42? <laughs> do I hear 43? Really? What job you going to work on for that long? <laughs> Talking to me like this. <laughs> but see, all that, all that is about understanding. Understanding how to communicate in a relationship. Understanding what to let go. Understanding how to, how to do this. You will never reach your dreams if you lack understanding. There are some things that just don't work. And when you get that, you change. So everybody say lack of understanding. So what didn't you understand that you understand now? Let's talk about that for a second. I'll take a minute. Tell me what you did not understand that you now understand. Now, I don't need this, no, no long nothing. Just like, I didn't understand this. Who's going to help me out? What didn't you understand that you now understand? Tell me, I didn't understand. Money makes wings and flies away. Ain't that brother know about that? That money makes wings. Give me something else. What did you not know that you now know? Anybody else did not know something? What did you not know that you now know? What did, yes. What did, okay, say it again. Getting older is not always fun. Okay. Where you at? Wait, raise your hand. Commit your life. Yes. Being a Christian does not insulate you from hard times. Okay. What else did you learn? Somebody in the back, what'd you learn? Marriage is work. Marriage is work. Say it, boy. 
That's right. On both sides. Everybody got to work. Come on in here. Put your muscles up. It's time to work. Give me one more. Come on. One more. Somebody else. Two more. I got two. Yes. What? Preparing to be hurricane strong. That's right, because you never know when the hurricane comes, and you need to be prepared, right? Somebody else in the back, yes. You have to have patience. Say that right. See, those are things you learn. Now, there's a backstory to all of that. You probably were not hurricane strong, and when the hurricane came, you said, you know what? I got to get out of town. I ain't got no money. I got to get out of town. Things change when you have experiences. And so now you have understanding. I can, I, can, I can tell you, I wrote down one of mine. I've learned the dangers of not having margins. Lord, have mercy. Bigger margins. I want you to think about this. I, had a little, I did a little exercise the other day that was really powerful. Think about the most money you ever gave at one time to anybody. One time, one time. One, this one, a one-time check you gave. And I didn't say not bought something, not, but gave at one time. Think about what you define as a good margin of cash for you. Think about what you think is a good margin of time. I, I learned it in three areas. Repeat them with me. Please say time, health, finances, and emotions. I just described for you an emotional one. In order for me to emotionally do this well for a long time, I have to pace myself. I have to make sure I don't counsel between my office and this chair. I have to make sure I don't get my brain all twisted up. because There's only so many emotional points. So you spread them out. And you try to be careful how much you engage. Time. I've learned to be early. For example, if I have a flight that leaves at 9 o'clock, and, and I have to board at 9 o'clock, my rule is if I board at 9, I'm an hour ahead of the boarding. I have to be there an hour ahead of the boarding. And you got to hear me talk to myself. No, 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 Temple, you're not talking to yourself about this. No, no. Because, you know, oh, I'll make it. No, you're not. No, you're not. You know, you missed a flight, a flight or two, so don't do this to yourself. So that means you lay your clothes out the day before. I pack a day or two before. I do all this. I have all these little rules and because I know myself. Everybody say time margins. time margins. The only reason you're late all the time is because you don't have time margins. You're not honest. It takes you an hour and 30 minutes to get dressed. Admit it. It takes a whole church service for you to get dressed. Just admit it. You're just that slow. You're that slow. I know myself. I'm a piddler. I'm a piddler. I'll piddle. I'll get distracted. I'll get all in the spirit. I will piddle. So I know that if I want to make it, I need to set the time and I need to be out the door. I have a, my wife laughs. I have a wake-up alarm. I have an out-the-door alarm. I have a you-almost-crazy-you-better-get-out-for-real alarm. I have all that. Bling, bling, if you're with me, it's going off. Bling, bling, bling. I said, oh, that's the crazy alarm. Better go, you know. I will fiddle. I'll fit, take all the trash out, put the clothes in the dryer. I want to wash the clothes. I want to take them out. Get out. You can't do that. You can't do it. You're crazy. Stop it. I know myself. Some of you say, you got issues. Yeah, you do too. I just don't know them. I'm, I'm up here, so I got to tell you my issues. But the truth is, when you look at it and you, un, you understand that I need more time margins, I need health margins, the reason you want to be in good health is because if you do get sick, your body ain't got for 10% left. You, you know what I'm saying? All this guy that has potato chips and crackers and stuff is nothing to fight, no vitamin, nothing. You haven't worked out. You don't walk your knees. That's why everything's hurting. And then you pray, Lord, help me. God said, no. I can't help you. How can I help you? You won't do right. 
There's no health margin. Can you say amen? amen? Financial margins. Can I not even talk about that? You keep having $2 in the bank. That's not going to work. The margin of a church, this is true, listen to me, the margin of a church is about 10%. I'll talk about this in February. But the margin of a church is about a 10% margin. It's like a construction company. I don't know if you know this, but um, uh, what is it, uh, uh, cruise ships, 8 to 14% is their profit margins, on, on no matter how much money they make. That's the mar- profit margin. Yeah, if, you don't, if you don't embrace it and say, look, we can't keep living on 10%. <laughs> you you got to come up with new ways. You have to be brought bold and, and courageous. We've got to get 20 30%. we gotta, we got to have a larger margin so we can be hurricane strong. So if stuff happens, you're okay. And you're not up here begging and saying, oh, please, I need y'all to pay for this Christmas tree. Y'all know this Christmas tree costs money. I need y'all to, right here, we're going, look, if y'all don't get some money, we've got to get rid of one of these. One of these got to go. We can't have this next year. You know what I'm saying? It's ridiculous. <laughs> Somebody said, the budget must be tight. Got to get rid of one of those. It, you know, it, it's, and it's because you're not facing the truth. Everybody say margins. margins. That's the first reason. You ready? The first reason why you never reach your dreams is because of a lack of understanding. You don't understand. Number two, you ready? Come on, say a lack of depth. Depth, you know, depth, that big word. Are you deep enough? Here's what he says. Matthew 13, verse 5. Some fell, some of these back to the sower guy, back to the farmer. Some of the seed he threw fell on stony places or rocky places. So where they did not have much earth. So he throws the seed out and it falls on a rock, right? But in, in a, part of it was on the rock, part of it was in the soil. So immediately, though, it sprang up, it grew. But the problem was it didn't have any depth of earth. But when the sun was up, they were scorched. And because they had no root, they withered away. Now listen to the explanation in chapter 13 of Matthew, verse 20. But he who sowed seed, who, but he who received the seed on stony places, this is he who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Hallelujah, I'm saved. Thank you, Jesus. God is good. Amen. I want to come to Christ. Right. Okay, good. Verse 21. Yet he has no what? Root in himself. He endures for a while. But when trials come, tribulation or persecution arises, because of the word, immediately he stumbles. This don't last long. There's no depth. Here's how you can tell. You're up and down, always up and down, in and out, happy, sad. Why are you like this? Root problems. I'm not rooted. Why am I always wanting to quit? Why am I always wanting to surrender? Why am I always defeated? You know what's really really hard for Christians? To admit you have an issue. You have an issue. One of the greatest problems among pastors is depression, I'm telling you. Did I do good today? Am I walking the dog? I never heard that term before. That was new for me. Am I preaching? Are you moving with me? Come on, church. Come on, talk to me now. I need you to say something. Y'all ain't saying nothing. Talk to me now. I'm telling you right now. I, I, they mean that. They say, look, I'm nervous. Y'all better say something. Come on. I'm, I'm about to faint up here. Y'all better talk. I'm, I'm not picking on anybody. I'm simply saying I've done that all. I've, I've been a preacher for years. I've been a preacher, a council preacher. I'm telling you, it's emotional. And if you're not careful, you feel the same way about your job, your money, everything in your life, and you're depressed. And part of that sometimes is because of a lack of depth. What I need to be is like a tree planted by the rivers of water. I understand the truth. 
That's why when they, when they lay me off, I'm, I'm solid because I know I had one job. I'll get another one in Jesus' name. Come on, talk to me, church. I know God is able. If you're going to clap, everybody clap. Come on, amen. That's right. That's good stuff. The, the problem is depth. I need to be rooted and strong. And if I'm honest, I can look at myself, and I've done this in my life. Temple, you got to be stronger than that, man. You hear the word, you're excited, but there's no depth. There's no root. You're not, you're not, you're not rooted in your faith, in your confidence, in God's word. If you don't understand it, you don't have any depth, you're up and down all the time. This is why your dream will never come true. If you're not careful, and here's the third one. You ready? If you're not a person who's focused, you lack focus. Say all three with me, please. Say, I lack depth, focus, and understanding. Focus is pretty powerful because when you look at focus, here's what he says. Some fell among the thorns, verse 7 of Matthew chapter 13. The thorns sprang up and choked them. He throwed the seed out. Some fell on the wayside. Some fell on the rocks, and some fell on the thorns. And, and I want to listen to this explanation. It's really profound. Matthew chapter 13, verse 22. He who received the seed among the thorns is he who hears the word, and the cares. Read this with me, please. Come on. And the what? Cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word, and it becomes unfruitful. Now I want to take this real slow. Number one, the cares of this world. You're more concerned about the world, stuff. Nothing wrong with stuff, but I want you to understand, it, it's, it's to the point that it's choking you. Your focus is stuff, the cares of this world. He goes on and says, not just that, I love this, the deceitfulness of riches. Riches aren't bad, it's just that if you're not careful, they'll deceive you. And then he says, and what, that ha what happens is it chokes the word. You were told, this is what you, you were clear. I want to serve Jesus, I want, but if you're not careful, that man, you'll, 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 you want that man, he'll choke out every Bible verse you ever thought about. When you're around him, around her, you can't think of what Jesus said about anything. <laughs> Literally, it chokes the word out of you. You'll smoke the word right out of your mind. You drink it right out of you. It, it just, you will not be able to think. Here's what you got to realize. You've got to speak to that. I can't speak to it for you. And I'm not picking on those, I mean, you, I, it's bigger than smoke and drink. It's bigger than all that. I'm not talking about, I'm not making, I'm not making that the issue. Because I think, it's, I think that's a narrow way to look at everything, that that's the issue. I'm saying whatever it is that I didn't name, that it's choked and, re, and, and literally taken over your focus. When my focus is so distorted, and it could be for a pastor, it could be growing a church. It could be closed. I'm so focused on looking good. I'm so focused on being famous. It can be a, a wide range of things that can make me get off focus. I'm so busy traveling and going all these places, preaching to all these people and traveling around the world. I forget my son, my daughter, my wife, my grandbaby, myself. I'm so focused on working that I'm not healthy. What, what sense does that make? 
I'm unhealthy. Okay, so now I'm going to make all this money to give to the doctor. Help me understand that. And for you docs, I want y'all to make a living. I'm not against y'all. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying there's, there's a danger in living this way. I read something the other day that was powerful. It's in this book, Canoeing, too. Here's what he said. He said, when people are given a choice between changing a behavior and, and, and are dying, they choose dying. A diabetic can be told, you eat like this, your A1C is 95. Okay, I made that up. Okay, but, <laughs> but <laughs> you can't be 95, right? That's like in the grave a long time ago. Okay, but <laughs> what I'm saying is your A1C is way past what it needs to be. Okay? It's 7, 8, 9, 10. It's going up 12, 15. And they told you this. And you still eat like you eat and do what you do. Here's what he said in the book. He said, people choose death. They'd rather die than change. And it's hard to watch. Family members, it's hard to watch. I've seen people with cancer in the hospital. I've seen this smoking through a tray. I've seen this. This is amazing. But I understand that it, there's an addiction to that. I understand that there's a chemical addiction. I understand all that. But I'm just saying, there's something that we have to understand. Am I so f- off focus that I don't see what's happening to me? And because I refuse to see it, I can't see it, and won't let anybody help me see it, and I won't ask for help, I just won't get to my dream. Then here's the t- other part of that. Then I, then I act bad. I get attitude, and I, I'm grumpy, and and everybody around me pays because I'm a person who's not what I dreamed I should be. Sometimes I look at people and I say, you know what your problem is? You are a frustrated Ph.D. person. You should have finished school. You're mad because you didn't get to where you wanted to be. And everybody now has to pay with an attitude from you because you didn't get to where you need to be. That's why you get mad when you look at your checkbook. You know it's supposed to be a million dollars in there. <laughs> Some tell you it's supposed to be a million. There ain't no $10. I ain't supposed to have no $10. This is not me. Something in your mind, something in your heart. There's a sense of destiny and purpose. You look around your little apartment, you don't like it because you know you're supposed to be in a house. That's why you don't like it. Something in you said, no. I'm supposed to be, you look in the mirror and say, no, I know that ain't me. That cannot be me in Jesus' name. I know. Because you see that person that you're supposed to be. And it don't look like it. But that will never, listen to me, never change. If you don't get focused, three keys to reaching your dreams. You ready? And I'm done for the day. Repeat them with me, please. To listen. listen. <laughs> That's where it all starts. Matthew chapter 13, verse 8. But others fell on good ground. I love that Jesus didn't leave it with the bad stuff. He says, let me tell you somebody who got it right. Others fell on good ground and yielded a crop, some a hundredfold, some 60, some 30. He who had ears to hear, let him hear. Here's the explanation. He who received the seed on the good ground is he who hears the word and understands it. Where it all starts. He hears and understands. Sit up with me. Come on. Hears and understands. And that person bears fruit and produces some 100, some 60, some 30 fold. Let me explain this for you. Three simple things he's saying. You get to your dreams if you listen. You don't get there if you don't. Listening is where it all starts. I have to be a listener. Something about that. Secondly, watch this now. I have to be a person who listens but understands that, I love this, 
just because I listen and understand, that doesn't mean I'm going to be as fruitful as everybody. So I must listen. I must make sure I understand. But I also can't measure myself by everybody's success. Some 30, some 60. It doesn't, I'm not going, I don't have to have as much as you. I don't have to look like you. I don't have to be your size. I can be a 30-folder and be okay. I can be a 60-folder. I don't have to have this. I'm not making this. 3,400 500 active members in the church. We grew like 100 members last year. Could have grown more if we made, but who cares? So bottom line, who cares? Why we're not 4,000? Why not 4,100? What's, what's the golden? I don't need to. The question is, did I give it my best? Yes. And do I need to do more? Yeah, okay, yeah, but I don't need to be struggling over that. I mean, what if I had 2,000? Is that, am I less of a person? Stop measuring yourself by somebody else's size. Listen, if you're standing in the mirror and you're heavier than the person, get another person skinny. Get somebody skinny. I don't know, get, get in there somebody else. <laughs> Stop standing next to that person. <laughs> find somebody close to this. So find somebody that's a little bigger than you. Yeah, now I feel good. Praise God. You're about 20 pounds heavier than me. You know what I'm saying? Stop doing this to yourself. I watch guys. I watch. I was, so it's, uh, oh God. I watch guys. Right? They had. They have. This, I'm not making this up. They got 10,000 members. How many members did I say have? And you know what they do? They feel bad because they get around somebody with 20,000. I said, you in the, I'm making, not making this up. You're in the top 1% of all churches, one half of 1% of all churches. Why do you care? Why are you competing among yourselves? When are you going to stop doing this to yourself? Here's what I'm asking you to do. I'm asking you to make sure you listen, make sure you understand, and make sure you work to being fruitful, work toward being fruitful. That's what you want in your life. Now, I'm going to tell you something, folks. This series is life-changing. The truth that we're going to share in the next few weeks is going to be amazing. Your life is going to be different. Next time, here's the question I want to ask you. How, how far do you really want to go? In our new service, that's the questions we launched a year. Here's what I've learned. This is the truth about me. I've learned that I wasn't really sure, but I am now. The question was asked in Isaiah, who will go for us? Who can we send? Who's not tired? Who's dreaming? Who's got fire in their belly? Who wants to make more money? Who wants to be stronger? Who wants to touch more lives? Who wants to go out and make, build your business? Who wants to be in a good relationship, solid and strong? Who wants to feel good about themselves? Who is that person? Who can I send? Who will not be afraid to get on the plane and go to Africa or Asia or someplace around the world? Who can I send? That was the question Isaiah. He said, here am I, Lord. Send me. Man, I'll get a passport. I'll save the money. I'll pay for the trip. I'll go over there. Go ye therefore into all the world and preach the gospel. And I was praying about our missions trips, the plans for next year and all the stuff I want to do. And I thought, well, maybe we should cut back here or there. Maybe we should, you know, spirit said, wait, that wasn't a suggestion, son. I told you to go into all the world. That wasn't something you could just kind of eeny, meeny, miny, mo decide if I want to go. No, you need to go. You need to say, yes, I'll go. Come on, say amen. I'm going. And you, come on, amen. We're not going to stop. Stand up on your feet, praise God. We can't stop helping the kids with uniforms. We can't stop touching the ladies at ladies' own. We can't stop reaching out to the homeless. We can't stop going to the prisons. We can't stop building 
We can't stop. We got to raise up our entrepreneurial passion, raise up our desires, raise up our hearts, and say to the world, we are here to stay. And when we're finished, here's what's going to happen in the name of Jesus. I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. Come up here, Lorenzo. Stand up here. What's going to happen? Tell you what's going to happen. One day, not today. What did I say? One day, not, say it Come on, say it. One day, not today. All right, son, I'm done. Done my part. In Jesus' name. Don't get, it ain't today. Don't get nervous. What you nervous for? Why are you nervous? You're sitting there. You, you just work with me. Work with me. Not today. But in Jesus' name, I'm done. Done my part. In the name of Jesus, it's your turn. Amen. Hallelujah. Pray for him. Go ahead. Pray. Pray. Did you enjoy the word on today? Hey, give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Amen. Listen. Listen, if, if you're in this building on today and um, you didn't receive Christ as your Lord and Savior, you ask this. everyone please bow your heads at this time uh, for the rights of privacy. If you're in this building today, you have not received Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior. Um, Pastor Rick has shared with us uh, why some dreams will never come true. Um, our dreams can never come true without Christ in our life. Um, and so we have that opportunity on today to make Jesus your Lord and Savior. Um, so if you're in this room right now and that's you, you're going to ask you, please slip your hand up at this time. Um, we will not embarrass you. We won't call you up front or anything like that if that's you. room that have heard a message that spoke to them. And they will never reach their dreams. They'll never get there. They're intimidated and they're afraid. But if they're honest, they heard a word today both in this room and online that spoke to them. With every head bowed, if you heard a word today that spoke to you, as my brother just said, and you just saying, pray for me, Pastor. You're right. You're right. Raise your hand. Let me see who you are. I want to pray for you. I see a hand. I see another hand. I see another hand. I see more. Let me see your hands. There's about 10, 15 of you. I see you. Oh, I see you. Father, touch them today. Let this be the beginning of a new life for them, a new day, a new opportunity. And so I give you the praise. I give you the glory for, their, for the beginning of their new life. In Jesus' name, amen. Did you learn something today? Come on. Did you learn something today? You did? Well, I pray you enjoyed today's message. I pray that it lifted you up. You know, the Bible said the word of God can go down to the very marrow of the bone. It can reach into the very deep parts of your soul. And I hope you were blessed today. If you like the message, it helped you link it and send it to a friend. I really appreciate you being with us today. And I pray that God will use this word to bless you and many others. You have a blessed day. God bless.